Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. Oh, my God. 
Good evening, good evening, good evening. I want to welcome each of you to E3 Ministries Real Talk, where we come together every Sunday evening at 7 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm so thankful to be back with you another week as we continue our discussion on the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. Let us begin with a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you for this precious time. We thank you that you have ordained this time, God, and we thank you that our eyes and our ears are open to hear you as you speak to us and speak through us as we hear your word and what you would have to say to us. We ask you as your word goes forth, it will minister, it will pierce through bone and marrow, it will go deep down, and it will cause a change, a re- Help us examine to look at things differently, Lord. We thank you right now, God, that you are increasing and growing our prayer life, God. And we thank you that you're showing and revealing things to us, God, as we continue to strive to grow in our prayers, that we may be, our prayers be more and more effective, Lord. God, we thank you and we love you so much, God, that you hear us when we cry out and when we call on your name, that you hear our cries and you hear our calls and you answer every one of our prayers. Have your way, Holy Spirit, and let your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Again, I thank each of you for listening and those who will listen to this call in the future and days ahead. My name my name is Minister Tamika Brown. <coughs> Excuse me. And we've been talking about the spiritual discipline of prayer. And our scriptures for this series comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 26 and 27. It reads, therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not being the heir, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. And the second scripture is 1 Timothy chapter 4, 7 and 8. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And it says, But have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable. For all things, since it holds promises for the present life and also for the life to come. Amen. And God's word is already, already blessed. And that was First Timothy chapter 4, verses 7 and 8. And it was First Corinthians chapter 9, 26 and 27. Amen. And we've been talking about, last week we talked about we're talking about prayer, and we talked about how Jesus talked about the importance of prayer. And he talks about he talked about what prayer is not. And we talked about how when we pray, our hearts need to be directed to God and lifted up to him. And prayer is not so that others hear us. It's not about how many words we say or how often we repeat a word or how long we pray. Prayer is praying to God and praying what God 
tells us to pray, what God has put in our heart to pray and to say, and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us as we pray. And when the Holy Spirit tells us to stop, that's when we stop praying. But we pray what the Spirit tells us to pray, and it's not about how long or how many words or how often we say something or how loud. It's about praying what God would have us to pray and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us as we pray. Amen. I'm not going to go back over all that, but that is what we talked about, a recap we talked about last week. I would encourage you to listen to last week's teaching and the week before where we talked more about what prayer is not, <laughs> what what prayer is not. Amen. But tonight I want to continue talking more about prayer. And we talked last week, we stopped at, um, we talked about, um, it said, Jesus said that the Father knows all about us and our needs. Very often what we think are our needs and wants at a particular time in our life may or may not be seen by God to be something that is good for us to have from his perspective. So that talked about more about praying according to God's will and praying that God's will is done, that it happens in his timing, according to his purpose and his plan for our lives. And it continues, the article continues to say, as a father will never give his children something that he knows is bad for them, God also protects his children in the same way, looking after the eternal, their eternal good. He knows what we need to best live our life and will help us obtain our needs as we come to him in prayer. And it says, in many cases, the things we ask for in prayer are not for our good and may even hinder us spiritually. What we should always seek first in prayer is his kingdom, meaning his rule, his will, for he says that as we do this, the other things we desire will also be added, and that's Matthew six thirty-three which says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things be added unto thee. So we need to seek him first and know that as we seek him and his will, that his rule, that his will be done in our lives on this earth, that and in heaven he will get the glory and that he will get the honor and all the other things that he knows that we desire and the things that he that he knows that we desire to have, they will come, but we need to seek him first. And it says, if we do not seek his kingdom more than all else, the other selfish ones are not likely to be given to us by him. So we got to seek Christ first in his will in everything we do, that he make it the glory. Because it's not about us. It's not about us looking good, but it's about God's will and and God getting the glory, his name being lifted up. Amen. So tonight I want to talk about about some things that hinder answered prayers. And it's 14 things, 14 hindrances to answered prayers. 14 hindrances to answered prayers. And I'm using the reference, referencing the book by Joyce Myers called The Power of Simple Prayer. The Power of Simple Prayer, How to Talk with God About Everything by Joyce Myers. And so I'm going to be talking about 14 hindrances to answer prayer. We won't get through all 14 tonight, but we'll get through as many as we can. 
So the author opens up by saying, um, the first, Nathan says, he says, naturally some of the hindrance to answer prayers will be the opposite of keys to effective prayer. For example, forgiveness is a key to effective prayer and unforgiveness is a hindrance to prayer. I want to include some of these opposite, those opposites in this chapter anyway, because we need to understand not only how the positive elements of an issue affect, increase, I'm sorry, effectiveness in prayer, but also how is negative aspects cause problems in our prayer life. So the first one is, <coughs> excuse me, the first hindrance to answered prayers, prayer is prayerlessness. Prayerless, prayerless. So this is talking about, we've been talking about how important this spiritual discipline is of prayer. And so the the first hindrance that the author mentions is prayerlessness. And she says, I know this sounds simple, but our prayers are not answered when we do not pray. And we've talked about several times how in the Bible Jesus tells us and emphasizes the importance of prayer, that we must pray, we must continue to pray, pray without ceasing, pray at all times, pray in every situation. We need to make sure we spend that time in prayer because that's the only, in order for us to know what God's will is, what he would have us to do, what he, where we need to go, what direction, we need to make sure we are praying at all times. So she says the first one is prayerlessness. That's the first hindrance. And she says, several times in this book, I have referenced James 4, 2, which says, if you do, you do not have because you do not ask. James 4, 2 says, you do not have because you do not ask. That sounds simple. Yes. I, and I know it is true. We have to ask for what we want and need. Sometimes we work on situations in our mind or talk about them with our friends our wish, our hope, but we do not pray. So sometimes we will talk about things we want, things that we um, desire, things that we are asking for, and but we tell everybody else we don't come before God and ask him in prayer. As we talked about in the beginning, we got to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things to be added unto you. So we gotta first come to God and ask Him and get and tell and give Him our petitions of what we desire, and ask Him if it's His will that it, that it will come to pass. That if it's, if it's His will for our life, that, that 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 He will answer that prayer and that He will give that to us. But we have to make sure we come to Him first and ask Him and tell Him the things in our heart. Tell Him the things that. We're desiring, longing for, and asking God to intervene and to meet that request according to his will. And as we know, sometimes God will say no. Sometimes he'll say yes. Sometimes he'll say maybe. But that's however he answers. We got to know it's that and trust that it's, that he knows what's best and is according to his will for our lives. Amen. So it says sometimes we work on situations in our mind or talk about them with our friends or wish or hope, but we do not pray. Thinking, wishing, hoping, and talking with others are not prayer. Only prayer is only prayer is prayer. When we need when 
When we have a need or a situation that concerns us, we are only praying when we talk to God about it. And as just said, we had to talk to God and come before him and bring our request to him. And it says, did you know that God is waiting for us to make requests of heaven in prayer? Did you know that God is waiting for us to make requests of him in prayer? Matthew 7, 7 and Isaiah 65, 1, 2 tell us that he is ready to act for us if we will only pray. So Matthew 7, 7 and Isaiah 65, 1, 2, I'd encourage you to write those down. Matthew 7, 7 and Isaiah 65, 1 and 2 tells us that he is ready to act for us if we will only pray. So we need to come before him. And know that he's that he's waiting for us to give that request, and he's waiting for us to give it to him so he can act on it. But we have to come before him in prayer. And she gives an example. Joyce Myers gives an example of of this um, hindrance of prayer. Of prayer, she said, "I once had an employee who often complained about how much work he had to do. I don't know. He even." I don't think he even realized he was complaining, but he was irritating me. I fussed and fumed over it in my heart. I got aggravated. I felt negative thoughts. I actually began to complain about my employee who was complaining. Then one day I realized I had never actually prayed about his negative attitude. So I simply asked God to cause him to stop complaining about his workload and be thankful and positive. The very next when I saw the man who made the first positive comment I had heard in a long time about his job. He mentioned that he had some time to rest and and things were getting better. Wow, God was ready to help us, but his hands were tied until someone prayed. That's powerful. My prayerlessness was was just as long as my employees complaining. I was hindering God by being too passive to open a door for him to work. I thought about the problem, resented the problem, talked about the problem, got aggravated about the problem, but literally months went by before I prayed. As soon as I did, God intervened. It says, learn from my mistakes and don't let prayerlessness hinder God from working in your life and the lives of your loved ones. So that's a good thing for us to take and a good example, testimony that she shared that we need is you're dealing with a problem, a situation, and it's bothering you, you're feeling negative, you're getting irritated. This you need to we need to stop, take a breath, and pray and ask God to speak to that person, to work in that situation, to move upon the heart and the mind of that person or whatever's irritating us and to pray. And not to allow the irritation and all the stuff that we're feeling to get to us. We need to pray and ask God so he can move on that. And as we give it to him, God's going to move and change that situation to believe that it's going to be changed according to God's will. Amen. The next one is lack of boldness. Lack of boldness. Not only do we need to pray in order to have our prayers answered, we also need to pray boldly, which means without fear and unreserved, unreserved, unreservedly. 
Jesus had made a way for us to approach God with boldness because he made us righteous through his death on the cross. And that reminds me, because as I've been studying about the tabernacle and the Ark of the Covenant when Moses was leading the people out of Israel, out of Egypt, I'm sorry, he, um, before the people couldn't come to um, they couldn't come directly to God. They had to come and bring, the priests had to come before the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, and pray and to, and to make the sacrifice for the sins of the people. But we, because of Christ dying on the cross for our sins and dying for our sins, we can come boldly to the throne of grace. We can come to God and approach him with boldness because God has made us righteous through his death on the cross because of what Jesus has done for us. He can go to God with total confidence to pray unashamedly, knowing that he loves us, he hears us, and will answer our prayers in the best possible way. Let's, let's say that again. Because of what Christ has done on the cross, dying on the, on the cross for our sins, we can come to God with total confidence and pray unashamedly, knowing that he loves us, hears us, and will answer our prayers in the best possible way, which means according to his will and according to his way. And that's good news to know that we can come to him. We can come to him because God has made us righteous through the death of Jesus on the cross. We can come to him with boldly, boldly, with confidence, knowing that he hears us and he answers our prayers. I don't know about you, that makes me excited. And so I can come to God just as I am, and he hears me, and he answers every one of my prayers. To God be the glory. When we understand that we can rightfully approach God with boldness, we'll be able to overcome the enemy's attempt to make us feel condemned, and we'll become daring in our prayers. So the enemy wants to make us think that we, because we've done so bad, because we've messed up, because we've we're not, because we haven't done everything right to make us feel condemned for the wrong things that we've done. When God tells us in his word that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus, so there is no condemnation. So if you feel that condemnation, you feel guilt, you feel shame, that's not coming from God. That's coming from the enemy. And you need to tell the enemy to go. And you need to know that you can pray and come rightfully approach God with boldness because the enemy is a liar. You need to know that what that there is no condemnation in Christ. And ask with boldness and confidence, knowing God hears you and answers every one of our prayers. So it says we will know after it says we become daring in our prayers. We will no longer buy into the enemy's lie that causes us to say to ourselves, ask and think about this if you said this to yourself, well, I know God can do great things, but I find it hard to believe that he will do it for me. I believe we all have thought that or said that in our minds or thought of it in our minds at some time and said, well, I know God can do great things, but I find it hard to believe that he will do it for me. I want to encourage someone, God wants to do it for you, just like he's done it for somebody else. Just as you're praying for others that He will, God will do it for them, God can do it for you. Believe that. 
that when you come to God and ask with boldness and confidence, God wants to give it to you. He wants you to. He wants to give you the best. He He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants you to know that He wants to do it for you, just like He did it for another person. He wants to do it for you according to His will for your life. Somebody needs to hear that today. God has great things for you, just like He has great things for me. He has great things for every every person who is a child of God. He has great things for each one of us. So it says when we think such thoughts because we do not think we are worthy. But we must always remember that Jesus has made us worthy. So remember in ourselves and we are not in ourselves we are not worthy but but because Christ he has Jesus has made us worthy. Jesus has made us worthy. That's the key word. Jesus has made us worthy. But we must always remember that Jesus has made us worthy and we approach God boldly we can count on him to be merciful to us. When we can't approach God boldly, we can count on him to be merciful to us. And the scripture references Hebrews 4, 16. Hebrews 4, 16. Mercy means that God will give us what we do not deserve and bless us when we do not deserve to be blessed. Hallelujah. I don't know, but I'm so glad. That God loves me so much, He blesses me so much, and I just thank and praise His name because He has shown His mercy towards me time after time. And I thank God for His mercy because mercy means that God will give us what we do not deserve and bless us when we do not deserve to be blessed. But He loves us that much. That's a, that's a moment of praise right there that God loves us that much. They shows his mercy towards us every day of our lives. We need to thank God and praise him for his mercy because he's been so good to us. He's blessed us more than we can even imagine our family blessing us right now in so many ways. Thanks be to God. Glory to the name of the Lord. It makes me excited. I pray that makes you excited as well. So it says, if we are bold enough to ask, we ask in Jesus' name. We ask in Jesus' name with boldness, not in our name, not in our name. That means we are presenting to the Father all that Jesus is, not all that we are. When we ask in Jesus' name, that means that we are presenting to the Father all that Jesus is, all that Jesus is, not all that we are. For we are nothing without Jesus. We are nothing without Jesus, only because of Jesus. We are who we are. We can come boldly to the throne of grace with boldness and confidence. So I encourage you. I encourage you as you pray to come with boldness and and with confidence knowing that God hears you and is answering every one of your prayers as you lift them up to him. And Ephesians 3.20 tells us that God is able, God is able to do more than we could ever dare to hope, ask, or think. So we need to determine to be daring and to avail ourselves of all of all he can do by asking boldly. Ephesians 3.20 says, God is able to do more than we could ever dare to hope, ask, or think. God is able to do more than we can ever dare to hope, ask, or think. 
God can do things that we can't even fathom or think in our mind. You got to remember that so we can come boldly and know that he can do it because God can do all things. He has all power. So when people ask me to do something for them, I respond, I respond better. If they approach me with confidence, they, if they approach me with confidence, I want them to be respectful and thankful but not fearful. Confidence breeds confidence. So confidence breeds confidence. In other words, when people approach me with both confidence, their confidence gives me confidence that they can handle what they are asking. That's powerful. The office says that when people approach her with confidence, their confidence gives her confidence. They can handle what they are asking for. However, if they come in fear, I'm hesitant to partner with them in anything. Because where fear exists, the devil has an open door to bring defeat. That's powerful. Wherever fear exists, the devil has an open door to bring defeat. Got to remember that. So we need to come boldly with confidence when we pray to God and know that he hears and answers our prayers. Hallelujah. That is exciting to me. My prayer is exciting to you. So it says, don't ask God for less than you would like to. Be bold and be confident. Those are the words. Be bold and be confident. Ask him for great things and open the door for him to show just how great he really is. My God, that's powerful. Be bold and confident. Ask him for great things and open the door for him to show how great he really is. My God, that's powerful. That's powerful. That's powerful. And I want to leave you on, we're going to conclude on the second <laughs> hindrance of prayer, which is lack of boldness. We talked about prayerlessness and we talked about lack of boldness. So as this to review, we need to make sure we pray. We are praying at all times and we spend time in prayer. And we need to come with boldness and confidence knowing that God hears us and answers every one of our prayers. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we thank you. We thank you and we praise you for this blessed time that you have ordained and that you have predestined. We thank you for speaking to us and ministering to us about the importance of prayer and teaching us about the things that hinder our prayers. So, God, we ask you to help us to come boldly with with confidence when we come to the throne of grace, knowing that we can come to you and approach you with boldness and confidence and help us to spend time in prayer and to be a people of prayer, Lord. We thank you and we pray you're growing our prayer life, God. Help us, Lord, to be to continue to grow and strengthen our prayer life in every area of our lives, God. Help us our prayers be effectual, Lord God, and help us to grow in those areas we need to grow. We love you so much. We want to please you, God. We thank you, God, that you hear us. We hear the cries of your calls, your people you're here. Every prayer they're praying, we thank you, God, that come with boldness and confidence. You're answering their prayers. Even right now, they're believing, and we thank you, Lord, that you're hearing them and you're answering. Even the silent prayers, they can't even, they that they, they have, they can't even express. We thank you, Lord, God, and we praise you, God, that come with boldness and confidence, knowing that you're answering every one of their prayers. We count it all done, and we seal this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Amen. I thank each of you for listening in this evening to Real Talk. We're talking about the spiritual disciplines of a Christian life. We're talking about the spiritual discipline of prayer. I pray that you will join E3 Ministries back next Sunday at 7 p.m. Next Sunday at 7 p.m. as we continue our discussion on prayer. As we continue our discussion on prayer, I pray you will join E3 Ministries back. Until next Sunday at 7 p.m., have a blessed week and may God continue to bless you and keep each one of you in a mighty special way. God bless you and amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.